Let's talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. That's right. No more excuses. Get your lazy ass off the couch. Go start a podcast. There's the creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone with computer. Once again, no more excuses. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Could it be easier? Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. They're paying us for this ad. Thank you very much, Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. This is The Dime, a 10-minute dive into the cannabis and hemp industry through trends, insights, predictions, and tangents. Potency, terpenes, other characteristics. Break it down for someone who's walking through the dispensary that wants to understand if they were going to start the journey of understanding which aspects influence which strains they like the most. Give them a rough understanding from a numerical sense on how you would just estimate the, the differences. So I would say potency doesn't really matter to be uh, completely blunt. Personally, consuming flour that's 18% versus consuming flour that's 28%, I've never not gotten high, right? Like, <laughs> so like, uh, it works, right? Like, I think it's kind of a personal preference at that point, like almost an ego thing where you're like, I need to get the, the highest potency stuff because it's going to go longer, those kind of things. So um, smell is important, but I think honestly, at the end of the day, this is why as many, as many people as you've heard knock on the whole sativa hybrid indica kind of categorization aspect associated with strains and like how there's like no robust science behind it or whatever kind of uh other individuals kind of knock on that system for is there's a reason that system still exists and there's a reason that it's actively practiced and utilized in the consumer space is because it simplifies exactly what we're talking about right now right like okay, I want to feel more uplifted. Okay, have a sativa. Okay, the sativa is going to have more myrcene and the combination of myrcene with THC is going to cause more uplifting, active, engaged high, if you will, in terms of how myrcene and THC bind with, your, with the CB1 receptors in your brain, right? But that's a lot of information for a first-time consumer to take in, right? Like all of these different molecules, don't even know what they look like. Are we talking about chemistry? I'm just trying to smoke weed here, right? Like, so instead it's just sativa equals uplifting. They don't need to know the actual mechanism that's causing that. They just need to know that, hey, I'm not going to fall asleep on the couch or, hey, I am going to fall asleep on the couch. So I think that that is for, it's a simple system that is communicating on a surface level those uh, attributes right right now the the strains aren't strictly tied to those categories based on their chemical profile which i think is where as you get more consumer adoption i think that this kind of thing will be very popular popular among hobbyists right so like people who want to nerd out on what strain they have or why they smoke this particular strain during the time of day, right? Like the, the hobbyists, right? And so I think that once more consumer adoption happens, that will uptake, right? But I think that the current system right now is it's been around for as long as it has because it's simple and people can understand it, right? But hopefully we see 
more science actually tie the chemical profile to those categories, right? And we can kind of see that hopefully a blending of those. Would you, Brian, ever go out and do you see yourself getting so into certain effects associated with products that you're going to be looking at the terpene profile down the line or like from an average consumer perspective, do you see something like that, like actually taking off? You know what I mean? Or do you think it's going to be just a hobbyist perspective, you know? Well, I guess it depends. Will, will it associate with taste like in wine where they talk about on the nose and then on the palate, is that the directions the terpenes can go or is that more the flavonoids? No, the, they could go that way from a, a smell perspective, right? Because when you are smelling, you are smelling the terpenes. The flavonoids are larger molecules, right? So you don't typically tend to smell flavonoids. They're not volatile molecules, right? And even when you're talking about wine, though, like we talk about tannins or other various tastes, right? Like we're not even talking about chemicals then, right? Like the nose is going to be a result of a specific chemical profile right so even within that example it's like perfect to it plays really well in terms of just like maintaining that broader descriptive uh term right it could maybe follow something where like you see more of like wine descriptors in terms of like earthy or gassy and those kind of things i think could be more of like a, a happy medium versus the sativa hybrid indica model from a marketing sense that's where i see it going that's an established principle of information transfer of understanding exactly how things can be communicated and the idea of educating the mass consumer or the the very rare consumer on potency indicas sativas terpenes flavonoids strains locations way too much it's it's information overload and it's, i don't think it's going to communicate exactly what has to happen we have to simplify the experience and the transfer of knowledge of, of exactly the product that people are going to get. Because once again, if I walk into a dispensary and I don't want to get what my mom calls scary pot, right? You, you sit on the couch and you can't talk to anyone, but end up purchasing a product like that. That's it. There's no going back for people like that. You need to make sure that when people are looking for a specific type of high, that they can get that specific product or else they might be turned off for a really long time. And the only way to communicate that is to have, education amongst the bud tenders and also an understanding scientifically of exactly how the products can translate to the human body. Listener question for you, Kellen. Is it possible to get a test to learn about how my body will receive the terpenes and how it will make me feel? Will, will one terpene make you feel any different than someone else? I, that's a really good question. I have no that like I don't have a, a good scientific answer to pair with that I'm not a doctor right um I could see it behaving differently but I mean everyone reacts different right like some people like ketchup some people don't like ketchup right like Patrick Mahomes eats ketchup on steak but most people think that that's disgusting right so I don't think so really because at the end of the day when we're talking about the interaction of cannabinoids and terpenes together in the entourage effect we're talking about it interacting with like a cb1 receptor and the co-binding potentially within the uh, endocannabinoid system at the root of it the enzymes and the proteins that those molecules are binding with should be very similar or, or identical in structure um, throughout or ubiquitous throughout nature from a, a structure standpoint so i don't see it chemically or biochemically producing a different reaction. What I think is what we're getting to here is that each individual's mentality 
will respond to that chemical reaction differently. But I mean, it gets into personal medicine, right? So like at the end of the day, like, are you, Brian, would you go out and get a DNA test and have your entire genome analyzed from a personal medicine standpoint to then be like, okay, you're missing a G peptide in your enzyme in your CB1 receptor, which then causes this slight unfold and this crease in that receptor. So when you have myrosine and cannabinoids together, it's going to make you freak out, right? Like, but that's going to require a, a genetics analysis, right? You're going to have to have a lot of people involved in analyzing your genome and all those things, which honestly, it's not that far away with Google's deep mind. You saw that, right? Oh, they, yeah, so Google's DeepMind, tangent, right? <laughs> but Google's DeepMind just uh, was able to take the genetic code and predict the structure of a protein for the first time, like better than it's ever happened before. So like we're moving our way towards personalized medicine. I think that they'll probably apply it to diseases first before how to cannabis affects people. But you never know. They might just go after cannabis first as like a low-lying fruit. I don't think I would do that. I think I would just consume <laughs> a bunch of different products, find one or two of them that I really like and probably stick with those. As long as I go through my three favorite phases of like happy, hungry, sleepy in that order, I'll be totally fine. But if I have to go sleepy first, it'll be a problem because socially high Brian sometimes is a very quiet Brian and I'm not going to blame anyone else, but the cannabis is the probably reason for that. No, not in the same way. I have a hard time talking to people in public. For sure. Well, definitely send in your questions if you have anything else on terpenes. I think this is a topic that is not spoken enough and I think really deserves a, a bigger dive into understanding on how it influences strain selection and why it's important to understand kind of what you're consuming and which, if any, how to learn more about the basics of terpenes. See you next week. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.